tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And uh, wow, Mark, as we begin today, yes, um, something to think about that yesterday in Nashville, uh, Tennessee, a very confused individual went into a school that this individual had gone to as a child and tried to kill people and was effective in killing three nine-year-olds and uh, uh, three adults that were doing nothing more than attending school. Mm -hmm. So a lot will be broken down about this, but, I have to tell you, there was a part of it yesterday when I thought about you and I, I but I didn't call you because I was like, I don't want to drag him down this hole. You and I have talked about those people who are in the, uh, consider themselves a part of the LGBTQIA community mm-hmm. and those who are transgendered. In this particular case, you have a, a, a person who is born male and Aiden, somewhere along the way, bought into a lie and he became Audrey. And now Aiden, as Audrey, decides to shoot up the joint. Now, if you believe that you were assigned the wrong gender at birth and that to correct that is to live your life in a good way, I can't imagine the end result being that your desire is to take lives, kill people, destroy things. If you're truly happy with your choices, your inner self would be at peace. Hmm. And I'm saying that yesterday's actions by this one 28 year old individual were not the act of, it was not the act of a peaceful individual yeah. or saying habit or a sane individual, right? Yeah. The actions are insane. Everything yeah. about it is insane. Yeah. You know, the media reporting about it is insane. At one point yesterday, I was pulling some audio for Fox and the reporter was kept referring to it as plural. They did this. They did. And I'm like, they, and I mean, I actually thought there were two shooters. What in the right, world yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, no, there's only one. And, but they, because this is a transgender individual and, you know, deciding to use plural pronouns, like, no, you, you can't be two, you, you know, right, you just, yeah. you're just what God made you with, you know, and that's it. Yeah. So there you have it. And sadly, this is the, just one of a handful of cases like this that have happened yeah. and people are starting to put these things together. Um, but there, there were, and I'm trying to pull it up right now, but there, there've been a, there've been a bunch of these Mm -hmm. where, uh, well, let me tell you one of the problems with it, Mark, here is you're going to have trouble finding these things because they don't get reported in an honest way. Right. Uh, And the reason is the media by and large is very liberal and will ignore uh, certain aspects of it, which if you're trying to do, you know, trying to report truthfully, you're running a, it's tough. It's not as easy as one would Mm -hmm. think. So you try to find statistics of how many people are transgender. I don't know if he is post-op, pre-op, or whatever. I really don't. Um, it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter because the mind has already been uh, been corrupted, and, right. and they're heading that direction. And this is what I was looking for. The Colorado Springs shooter identified as non-binary. The Denver shooter identified as trans. The Aberdeen shooter, that's the most recent until today, yesterday, yeah. identified as trans. And now the Nashville shooter identified as trans and what is happening is that these people have decided to embrace a lie and those who promote the lie are convincing them that they are 
victims and they are a member of a victim group and that the people who are victimizing them are you and I people of faith. And so in this particular case, we had someone walk into a school that was a Christian school and kill three adults and three innocent kids because they had been told that Christians were the reason their life was a living hell. Life radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show and uh, mountain lion attacks man is soaking in a hot tub. Yeah. Did the mountain lion think it was soup? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Mountain lion snuck up on a guy and his wife Saturday night while they were soaking in a hot tub in Colorado. The two sat in their vacation rentals tub around 8 p.m. when the man felt something grab his head. That's what Colorado Parks and Wildlife spokesman Bill Vogren says in a release from them. He and his wife began screaming and splashing water at the animal, he says. The woman grabbed a flashlight and shined it on the lion, which began to back up a bit. As the couple continued to scream, the lion moved to the top of a nearby hill where it continued to watch them. And then they left the tub and went back into the house. Inside, the couple cleaned the man's wounds and called state wildlife officials who arrived and began searching for the lion. The man suffered four scratches to the top of his head and near his right ear. He declined any additional medical assistance. State wildlife officials decided against tracking the lion with dogs because of the nearby housing developments and Hot Springs Resort. Instead, they set a trap to try to catch the predator. Uh, Sean Shepard, the uh, area wildlife manager based there, said, uh, we, we think it's likely the mountain lion saw the man's head move in the darkness and at ground level, but didn't recognize the people in the hot tub. The couple did the right thing by making noise and shining a light on the lion. <laughs> okay. Wow. You know, I've wondered about those things, Mark. You know, yeah. the, but I've always, you know, because some people think, just be quiet, they'll go away. And I'm thinking... No, they're used to that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they hunt at night. They look yes. for things moving. What mm-hmm. were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, so if I'm going to sit here and try to, they're going to hear me breathing. They're going to smell my breath. I mean, that's yeah. what animals do out in the wild. And so, you know, I'm thinking, scream, yell, do whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, but you know what, Mark? If you get eaten in a hot tub by a wild you know, animal, <laughs> it's your time. That's all you can say. That's all you can say. It's your time. Game over. radio.fm it's the mark and mac show mark hmm? i love when we have the you know when we do one of our wild kingdom shows you know yes. mutual omaha is happy with us too there you thank you very much <laughs> we needed to hear this in the background i just want to hear jim Fowler scream for help <laughs> travel influencers riley whitelum and elania uh, caruso caruso Okay, Uh, we're visiting Monkey Beach on Co Fi Fi Don Island with their sons, Lenny. He's five and little Darwin. I think Darwin's two. Their latest. (laughs) I watched this video, by the way. Okay, thank you. Their latest video posted to their YouTube channel, which has amassed one point eight million subscribers, shows Riley and Darwin watching a group of the of the (laughs) here we go primates Mm -hmm. (laughs) when one starts rummaging through their bag. Riley can be seen running uh, forward to shoo it away before the monkey leapt at Darwin. After scooping the terrified youngster up into his arms, the pair were swarmed by five monkeys, leaving Riley having to fend them off while getting the bag back with their phones and wallets inside. 
Elena, who was snorkeling in the sea while the chaos erupted on the beach, rushed back to shore when she heard all the screaming. Riley can be heard telling her of the attack. I punched out two monkeys. They tried to attack Darwin. I'm not even joking. I feel bad for punching a monkey, but they went for Darwin. It was scary. None of the people on the beach helped. By the way, there were about 20 people standing around watching with their phones. <laughs> and these monkeys were attacking these people, and these monkeys all just stood their distance, and these people just all stood and watched. Watched it happen. It was crazy. <laughs> he said he'd been bitten by one of them, explaining in the video, uh, I've never had a rabies shot, so I need five or more in my wound, then another five over the next 20 days. Uh, Elena said they didn't research the island before they sailed there. She says, had we known this beach was notorious for monkey attacks, we wouldn't have gone. Sadly, my phone is going off right now. Lizana's like, give me the address. Where is that place? Come on, we're going. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, after you have a story of man bites monkey kind of thing, you know, you know, man bites dog. Yeah, yeah. Monkeys coming on shore, beating kids up. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That was a scary video, by the way. I mean. I bet. When you see all those monkeys, I mean, it's just like you think you think of these little monkeys you see around Japanese temples and things like that. But these are not. They're a bit bigger. And when the guy the guy goes to get the bag, they swarm him. It's almost like they were they were an organized gang. And it was really it was scary. Very scary. Mark, you ever seen Toy Story? <laughs> yes. And, all right. Monkeys are no different. They act like they're a wild animal when they're around people. They just try to act that way, but they're actually organized. And these guys just messed up. They got lost in the matrix for a minute and yeah. forgot. We're not supposed to act com- and communicate. So yeah. go ahead. Hey, one of y'all, please go grab a coconut or a banana and perform for these people with their camera. We'll steal the wallet. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. I almost said the Mark and Monkey show. <laughs> we have a couple of stories about monkeys. You know, there you go. And then pretty soon we'll be doing our Bible lesson of the week talking about Balaam's monkey. You know, I had that hung up in the head one time for a while. That was no. kind of bad. All right, Mark, there's an update story here. And uh, when there's an update in Thailand, it could be anything from they actually have indoor plumbing to, you know, They've got yeah. nuclear radiation showing up. I don't know what it is, but I'm kind of cool to get an update. Yeah, this was the story that reminded me of The Simpsons. Okay. Oh, no. Remember that opening segment where Homer's leaving work and the radioactive isotope falls down his shirt and it just goes yep. with him when he leaves? Yeah. Yeah, that's why that re- this reminds okay. me of that. This this is about that steel tube containing in cesium uh, containing cesium 137 <laughs> that went missing. Well, I think uh, the wait a minute, Mark. Yeah. Okay, they are holding another meeting, an emergency meeting today <laughs> at noon of Mothers Against Mark and Mac. You watched the Simpsons opening? Yeah, they're going to they're going yeah. to a noon viewing of some movie to count cuss words and they're going to meet <laughs> that, on this right after they that's get done. It, yes. Well, <laughs> Thai authorities found a radioactive cylinder that was reported missing earlier this, this month. The bad news is that it was no longer intact. The steel tube containing cesium-137 went missing from a power plant in the Pranchinburi province where it was used for ash measurements. It was found after authorities detected radioactive readings at a, a their largest steel foundry uh, last on Sunday. That would be on the 19th. The officials were hopeful the tube would be found untouched. 
much like the case of a cylinder of cesium-137 um, that was misplaced and found six days later on an outback highway in Australia back in January. If opened, the salt-like material inside could easily scatter and pose severe health risks from a- uh, rashes and burns in the short term to high risk of cancer in the long term, uh, long run. Um, unfortunately, that scenario now appears to be a reality. The readings came from scrap metal that had already been compressed into cubes ready to be smelted Sunday evening. Operations at the foundry have been halted and all employees have been asked to leave. The authorities have also set up a perimeter to stop outsiders from entering. Workers at the now shut metal plant will undergo tests and be monitored for signs of radiation exposure. I think when your arm falls off, you know. (laughs) Oh, look, Bob glows in the dark. I think he touched it. Or he came from Anniston, Alabama. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and mark when we have a story about a musket okay um i'm reminded that not that long and i I mean when i say not that long ago i mean like in the last week i actually rode by someplace and saw a sign that said civil war reenactment it had dates on it wow and i immediately flash back to my radio career okay i'm 14 i get my first big gig at a radio station on the air because, uh, well, they needed somebody to do a 59 second or 58 second sports report on Saturday from 1159 <laughs> to, you know, and I wanted that gig. Yeah. And so they hired me because I rode a moped. They couldn't ask how old I was. They just assumed I was like four of their other employees who rode mopeds. Now they all rode mopeds because they had DUIs and couldn't drive anymore. <laughs> and suspended so, licenses. Yes. Yeah. I, on the other hand, was only 14 and, you know, but they couldn't ask how old you were back then. So they just assumed, Oh, another drunk. That's okay. Can you work weekends? You know? I'm like, yeah. You know, anyway, but one of the guys, and I'm not kidding. His on air name was John Collins. I didn't know that was some kind of alcohol drink. I was oh, 14. No. Okay. Oh, no. But yeah, he was a moped rider, just FYI. Yeah. But one of the things this moped guy did after he was like so excited one week, he's like, you know, I finished my time. I don't have to go to jail this weekend and I'm going to Virginia. And I'm like, really, what are you going to do? Civil war reenactment. And he goes <laughs> on to this long thing about how cool it was and what he did. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but if your character dies, okay, it's a reenactment. What do you do? And he said, you, you, you lay there. And I'm like, all day and he goes yeah you know it's a reenactment i'm like well if it's a reenactment you can choose to be somebody alive right i mean i don't know don't rush into I, that because i'm, I'm kind of yeah. into that yeah <laughs> so i get to go dress up as a soldier and lay in a field all yeah. day i'm there yeah. man <laughs> but you're wearing you know <laughs> uh, anyway so there you go so when i think of a musket that's what i think of just oh, okay. FYI. All right. and i don't even think they used muskets in the civil war weren't they right. done by then uh i don't I don't remember. Muskets I, are actually something from the... I wasn't you know, around, so, you know. But, oh, sure. Yeah. Members of the 6th Middlesex County re- Regiment were practicing Sunday at the Westford Museum for their upcoming Patriots Day reenactment when one of their loaded muskets went off, firing hmm. a projectile through a six-inch beam and a ceiling joist. Several people were inside the museum when the shot was fired. <laughs> they were in the back of the museum here, uh, says uh, Leslie Howard, president of the museum. I was in the corner helping a visitor with a museum shop purchase, and then the musket went off. 
<laughs> and it went through the beam. Holes drilled by the musket ball are visible in the beam and joist inside the museum. Luckily, officials say nobody was upstairs when the round pierced the floor. Westward police were called about the incident, and the musket was confiscated from the reenactment group. <laughs> you know they're not going to fix that hole because no. that's, that's now part of their story, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. That's just, you know, just no, don't, come on. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show uh, yesterday mark i had to blame you for something and uh i didn't do it out loud uh, oh really hmm. yeah because i was talking to somebody um that i i do a lot of the uh my other stuff with crime related stuff and uh i've made a joke okay i was okay. making a joke about crime con but not about you know <laughs> i just i was just making a joke about it something <laughs> you laughed at and um it was like, wow, you know, with that kind of thing, you need a, you need a booth at CrimeCon. You know, that's oh, kind of, okay. <laughs> and he goes, dude, I've had one the last three years. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I had a, yeah, so I, had, I played it off. I did. I, I played funny. it off, but. Oh, mm. man. I had, you, and you know, I had an afternoon yes. session yesterday. Yeah. It's a recording session. And uh, I told one of the guys there as we we're wrapping up and leaving, um, uh, uh, our, our buddy Scott Dawson, he was asking how you are. You know, so what's, oh. up with, what's, up, what's up with Dave? And I was telling him, what you know, did you really, really busy with all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. And as I was leaving, I mentioned, you know, I'm to, to the other guy there, I mentioned, uh, I said, you, you know what Comic Con is, right? <laughs> did you know that there's something called Crime Con? And he just looked at me for a second and his huge grin comes up on his face. And he says, you know what? I love that. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to have a got me in trouble. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. But, uh, okay. But I am going to be there, and I am going to be doing a few things. So okay, <laughs> I just well, picture. I don't think I'm going to tell you about it. Well, okay? video, video, or it didn't happen. No. <laughs> yeah, I, then there will be no video. It didn't happen. <laughs> the Mark and Mac Show. radio.fm the mark and mac show and boy oh boy mark uh, looking over the uh, prep stuff and and i see this bowl right how to write memos <laughs> that get noticed first of all yeah did we do memos still i you know and does a text oh. of you know qualify i'm just oh. kind of curious oh trust well, me there will always be somebody in your business who writes memos <laughs> bless their hearts uh-huh there's the same people that stick their hand up when you say, do I have any more questions? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it's a budget meeting. And the, the sad thing is that I have been in that position where I've had to issue memos in the past because, and, and, and it's, it's kind of a, kind of a legal thing where you have to issue a statement to everybody on the staff. Listen, we will no longer do this. Please respect this and don't do this anymore. That sort of a thing. You know, it's just, and because you have a problem child who keeps misbehaving and you have to address it to everybody, right? Yeah. One racist and just please wash your sheets at least <laughs> once a week. 
Now, I know this isn't for everybody, but everybody looks at the guy in the corner going, hey, what are we talking about? Well, if you want the boss to sit up and take notice of the memos and reports you write, here's a tip. Don't use big words. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, they think you're talking over them. A Stanford University study concluded that people who use complicated language when simple words will do tend to be viewed as less intelligent than those who use a more basic and understandable vocabulary. Whenever somebody tries to talk over me using big words, that's the first thing I think. I know. Really? Why? Why are you doing it's? Okay, I know why engineers and radio do that, because Mm -hmm. basically they're used to being separate from the whole radio station. They know the rest of us are morons. Well, they're in their own little universe, and that's the language they speak. You know, that makes sense. This applies to these stories, and you hear us joke every now and then, and the the most recent one one was primates in the monkey story a little while ago. Instead of calling them monkeys, they called them primates. Yeah. Don't stop that. Just stop it. <laughs> Use words every. Nobody sits around across, across a table with a cup of coffee talking to a friend and says, I was attacked by a primate. You know, right. you, you just don't wow. say that. You don't wow. use big words. LifeRadio.fm, the Market Mag Show. <laughs> Cruising along, singing a song. Holding hands side by side, not Mark and Mac. There you go. All right. Holding hands can ease pain. Mm-hmm. Survey says if a, <laughs> if a loved one is in pain, go to their hands. Researchers at the University of Haifa found that holding the hand of someone who is in pain can reduce that pain. The researchers looked at brain scans and found brain-to-brain coupling by the act of hand-holding while in pain may have a soothing analgesic effect like skin-to-skin touch that is beneficial to premature babies. In grown-ups, this interpersonal touch can help regulate responses to stress, increasing trust, and emotional well-being. Wow. So basically, somebody has spent university money to discover what wow. we already knew. Wow. <laughs> Mark, you know what? I, You and I missed the boat on this, you know? <laughs> I, I, maybe it's not too late. Maybe we can get, because it's like, I was thinking the other day that we get these reports all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like Captain Obvious is teaching again. That's right. And I'm wondering, why don't we just make something up like I'm going to be the squirrel whisperer, you know, <laughs> not the dog. Because you got these dog whisperers, cat whisperers, yeah. and it's like, wait, there's not like they have Dr. Doolittle at home that's translating all this for them, you know? Yeah. They're just making it up. Why does my dog do this? <laughs> why do, you know? Okay, go back to the handholding. Who didn't right, know this? Right. Who did? If you didn't, then go ahead and and call the school. Tell them you're coming back for another. You know, some I don't know. Something's wrong with you. If you don't know these basic things, mm-hmm. it's kind of like somebody goes to the to uh, some board appears before a board at the school that that issues grants and says, you know, I have a feeling. I strongly suspect that we are all kept alive by breathing. I would like to study this. Can you fund that? (laughs) Well, Mark, yes, we can. (laughs) LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And over the last couple of weeks, Mark and I off, you know, when music's playing or whatever, just uh, 
we'll talk about different projects we might be involved in, but Mark actually undertook something that if you were doing it in the front yard, okay, not in your garage, but in the front yard for all to see, it would be truly an Alabama story because <laughs> you had your Mazda Miata up on blocks for the longest time, man. If it was just sitting, and I'm not knocking trailers, but if you were living in a trailer park, you know, that didn't have paved road, had a dirt road, and you could put that Mazda Miata out there, not even up on jack stands. I'm talking yeah. cinder blocks right. or a log yeah. Yeah. and have it like that for weeks on end. Then, mm -hmm. and then you would be onto something. But doing it in your garage yeah. with tools and air conditioner and heater. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? So, <laughs> What's wrong? And he with goes, wait a minute. He, yesterday, he goes, all I got to do is, I, all I got to do is put the starter back in. I'm like, you know what? The last time I actually had that choice of, okay, I need to get a new starter. Should I do it myself or take it to a mechanic that knows what he's doing? Yeah. It was take it to a mechanic. Mark says it like he's going to change a tire. Yeah, yeah I got to put the starter back in. And, you know, yeah. I, I have to blame Mike Eccles, our buddy yeah. Mike, for this because I would not have done this. Right. And this is the second time I've done this, by yeah. the way. I would not have embarked on this this adventure of automotive repair had mike not told me one day across breakfast you know it's not that complicated uh-huh it's just like it think about it this way it's like working on a jigsaw puzzle only mm -hmm. you start with a jigsaw puzzle already put together right so you already know where everything goes and what it looks like so you're just taking that apart and then putting it back together again sure and i thought that sounds simple and so mm -hmm. and so i i took off on it and it's surprising it's surprising how when you you look at it that way how simple it actually becomes because it's just it's just a puzzle you take apart and put back together again but <laughs> i did this once before dropping the transmission replacing the clutch yada 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 i've done this before on this car and the last time i'm laying under the car last week <laughs> struggling with something that won't come off that should come apart and i remembered telling my wife you know baby i'm never going to do this again yep and here i was what's wrong with you man doing it again there you go <laughs> i blame mike he said and oh, you simple. make fun of me for crime con <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know mark one last thing on you and your miata mm. okay last thing hmm. i spent years working on a bradley gt because yeah. it was a project it was fun but that yeah. the thing is when you buy a bradley gt it's a kit it's not a finished product so <laughs> no matter what that's a, you're starting at plan a which was i'm gonna build this car it is a jigsaw when, puzzle <laughs> but when you yeah and you're making up your own pieces yeah but when you buy like a mazda miata you know it comes fully functional. You don't buy those as a kit, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not like going back and buying a Commodore 64 and putting it together, you know, by going to the bike shop. This is actually a vehicle that was put together. Right. And uh, you have decided to mess with it. So yeah. all I'm saying is I hope when everything's said and done, you still are in good enough shape to drive. And, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit concerned about getting in and out of the car. <laughs> yeah because it's so low to the ground <laughs> there you go i that's all we, we leave it right there and we'll thank just, you the thing is i still picture you going down the road and your head <laughs> over the top of I the know. windshield you know, know like fred flintstone yep. and it's like where's dino come on <laughs>
liferadio.fm it's the Mark and Mac show and uh, I, I have to be honest with you Mark when I saw this story mm-hmm. I stopped at miniature horse leads police okay <laughs> the fact that it's an Alabama story just kind of is icing on the cake yeah yeah well this is what passes for cops in Alabama <laughs> come on <laughs> I couldn't resist what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Trot. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? An escaped miniature horse spotted trotting loose in Alabama led police on a two-hour chase before being safely corralled. The Tuscaloosa Police Department said in a Facebook post that the small <clears throat> equine ah. was spotted in the Alberta section of the city about 10 p.m. Monday. <laughs> the post says he was extremely unwilling to, to go with the officers at first and not at all interested in the pizza crusts or peppermints they offered him. The horse led officers in a low-speed foot pursuit for about two hours before they managed to capture it. <laughs> he eventually allowed himself to be caught and was happy to get pets and pose for selfies, they say. Uh-huh. And the department jokingly posted a mugshot <laughs> for the mini horse. Wow. I love that idea. The mugshot said the horse was booked on charges of resisting arrest and disorderly conduct. Wow. Police said they're not trying to find the animal's owner. <laughs> the bad part about it is if you lost a miniature horse, you know, would the police really have to come looking for you? Would you not see would uh, yes. somebody would call and say, hey, Dave, did you know that one of your horses is locked up right now and he, nobody will bail him out? You need some help? Live radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, during the music, we were, you were just chatting along that, and you mentioned Emo Phillips. Yes. And this is a, an, a comedian. Mm. I'm putting it in air quotes because, <laughs> you know. And, uh, well, he had an act. He made people yeah, laugh. <laughs> he was the act, yeah. He's yeah. got one joke, and he's it. But <laughs> Emo, you know, did the uh, stand up comedy thing, and I yeah. guess he has appeared in a few films, and you were talking about a movie that you saw um mm-hmm. it's i've seen it advertised on like roku or something like that you know right. yeah um it's one of these movies that actually began as a joke i don't know if you're aware of this um but it's the guy that played harry potter right right daniel uh, and, radcliffe yeah and he's playing weird al yankovic mm-hmm. and it's like a biopic right yes uh, it, but it's, it's a comedic biopic it's a parody of a biopic yeah. and, the, and the thing is because um there's the uh uh, live uh, funny or die.com which is the website that mm-hmm. uh, will ferrell and his party they created it okay. and they ran a parody of a weird al yankovic uh yeah. m- you know biopic because weird al is the he's this straight laced i mean straight as an arrow the only thing weird about or, or odd is his hair yeah you know the long curly hair other yeah. than that this guy he doesn't drink doesn't smoke i don't think he cusses He's just lived a very nerdy kind of life. Mm-hmm. He went to school. He went, he didn't want to go to college to be an architect, but that's what his mom wanted him to do. And, you know, it, it's like he just has lived a very sheltered uh, experience, and he just is a talented guy. Mm-hmm. He got hooked on Dr. Demento's radio show yeah. back in the day, and that's where it all started for him. Yeah. So they made a joke. If they did, you know, of like 
weird out behind the scenes and it's like mm-hmm. it was a parody it was just a, a commercial a fake spot and people thought it was a fake trailer for a movie that people thought was real yeah and they were like oh i want to see this mm-hmm. and it was out of that joke that the whole thing was created and that's yeah. why you have it now and if you don't know the joke going in it's really an awkward thing to watch oh it because it's bad it's just like oh this is bad Right. You know, this is, what were they thinking? Yeah. This is, but when, when it hits you, oh, this is a parody. Right. Then everything shifts and it gets funnier and funnier and funnier because it's just like at one point he claims that, uh, uh, what was it? Eat it. It's a completely, totally original Mm -hmm. song, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) But that's the whole point. It's just a parody. And so (laughs) if you watch it, know it going into it, that's Mm -hmm. where it's from. And by the way, People are saying it's great. You know, you, it, yeah. you enjoyed it, right? I, but you also I, mentioned there's a lot of stars in this thing. Are, yeah, and you, that's how we came off. We started off with Emo Phillips, and I, really, you know, it turns out that Which, he Emo was in UHF too. Oh, okay. Back in 1989, wow. so it's like Weird Al says, "Hey, I'm doing another movie. <laughs> I'm in." Mm. You know, yeah, because <laughs> so. yeah, he hasn't worked since then. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and hey one i got a couple questions for you about the weird owl movie we sure. were talking about a yeah. while ago yeah, yeah um there was a parody movie that came out uh called dewey cox and uh do you remember that one at all i remember the title i've never seen it though okay well and i'm going to qualify it there's a lot of inappropriate things in it mm. uh, but it's a comedy you know yeah, yeah. um and it's like I'm not suggesting you watch it or anything else. I'm just oh, no, merely no, no. pointing out that yeah. it is an adult comedy, and in the world we live in, it's called Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story, and it came out in 2007. And if you remember, um, there were a number like for 10 years prior to 2000, there were biopics every other day on celebrities, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and and so what they did, these comedians, you're talking about Judd Apatow, Jake Cast, and you know the son of John of uh, mm-hmm. oh. The other kid, who's his dad? Dave, stop. Oh, come on. Oh, Don't idiot. ask me. I'm a d- anyway, the bottom line, though, is that um, when you look at this, this Dewey Cox movie, it just, it's a, it's a comedy, and it picks on all the other biopics, okay? Yeah. yeah. And in, um, uh, oh, what was the one about? I Walked the Line, the Johnny Cash thing? Right. In that movie, he um, Johnny Cash character actually breaks a sink in a uh, in one of his dressing rooms. Hmm. So in the Dewey Cox movie, it's an ongoing running gag that no matter what, he breaks all the sinks, you know. And yeah, yeah. It, in every bathroom he's in, whether the hotel or public, he just they make a big deal out of it. It's just him breaking sinks. Right. Well, that's how the whole movie is, right? It's just a a joke. Well. When they did the um, the director's commentary, I listened to it because I wanted to see what they thought of the different things they were doing. Because first yeah. of all, I was shocked John C. Riley could sing. That's for starters. <laughs> but second of all, it was like you know, it was just so well done. And when I listened to the director's cut, and you got Judd Apatow and Jake Kasdan talking, and all the things they were worried about when it came to marketing because of the things that could have been ripped off. Yeah, and so they acted like they'd never seen a biopic before, you know, and, and anything they stole from another movie, they made up another reason it's in there, you know? 
and has nothing to do with the movie. It's like they went. It, that was as funny as the movie. <laughs> Listening to them tongue in cheek, <laughs> you know, just poking fun at yeah. how they ripped off everybody but didn't that's rip off fun. anybody. That's yeah. funny. So, and that's what I thought about the Weird Al parody. Yeah. I thought, you yeah. know, he's just uh, Weird Al has a funny sense of humor, and mm-hmm. there every generation has one. Before Weird Al, there was what Spike Jones in the third forties, I think. Um, there's always, and you know, then you had Ray Stevens. He wasn't mm-hmm. a parody. He was a, a comedian who right, could sing yeah. and play. Yeah. But anyway. But I mean, Sorry. Weird Al just, he just, Jane and I, in, in the last few months, we decided we would pull up all of these bi- biopics of these various right. people like Elton John and, and, <laughs> and, and the, you know, we, we decided to yeah. watch all these things. <laughs> and I would, I would, if you're going to watch the Elton movie, I suggest that you place your finger firmly on the fast forward button because there are times you're going to, yeah, I don't want to watch that. But, yeah. you know, but the thing is that there is, he was actually, he actually signed off on it. So he, yeah. Elton actually approved the, you know, the outcome right. of the movie. Hey man, yeah. if it's Elton approved, yeah. Mark, you yeah. know, but, wow. you know, it's just like, yeah, this is, this represents his life is what I'm saying. So he, yeah. but there's that and there's a the Freddie Mercury movie and then there's the, the Elvis movie and such. And then we watch this one and like, like, oh, this is just awesome. The way they just <laughs> took all of this stuff where they just talked about these wonderful things that happened to him and how mm-hmm. they were geniuses and all that stuff. And right. he just plays it to the hilt, even to the I point where it. he has this ongoing, long, longstanding affair with Madonna. When all oh, yeah. they, they've just been buddies, you know, there's right. nothing going on with them, you know, but it's and, just, and just funny stuff. as a quick aside, yeah. look, um, life is filled with humor, you yes. know, yes. and I'm not suggesting for a minute that you need to go out and party and oh, no. uh, do crazy oh, stuff. No, I'm just suggesting that, you know, if, if somebody doesn't know Jesus, mm. but they know you and you're the only one that's, you know. Are we setting the example? Are we doing the right thing? You know, in front of somebody who doesn't know the one who created all, if we don't laugh and have fun, do they want, why would they want what we have if we're sold up miserable and just negative all the time? Again, I'm not suggesting you go watch the movie. I'm not suggesting that at all, but there are plenty of things on TV. I mean, you know what, Mark, you and I both think uh, big bang theory is a clever television show. It is. It's funny. It's well-written usually. But if I was to pick it apart religiously, air quotes, um, there's not one episode that would pass muster. Oh, oh absolutely not. And, and the guy behind it, so, who now I can't yeah. remember his name, but he Corey. has, a, uh, yeah, that guy, he, he has a little thing at the end, the end credits. It's yeah. like, you can't read it. It goes by yeah. so fast. You have to pause yeah. it. He frequently yep. just rakes Christians over the coals. Yep. He really yeah. does. So he is he is an anti-Christian person. Yeah. But that doesn't stop the humor from ringing no. true because humor is based on truth and when you look at you look at humor it the reason it's funny to you is because it touches you in an area you know is true and that's why i'm just saying it's like if i think you should be careful what you watch because it's garbage in garbage out i really do believe that and everybody is in a different space spiritually so know who you're talking to but again have a sense of humor about things because if somebody doesn't know Jesus and all they know is the negative right. downtrodden, uh, there's no way they're going to want what you have because what you have looks like death. Mm. Life radio.fm. 
the Mark and Mac Show. In reviewing some of the things we've talked about today, Mark, I've decided to protest our show. And so, uh, yeah. Are you going to listen to the uh, to the podcast and see if you can count cuss words? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, wasting my time on that one. Um, I will tell you this. I'm funny. You know, um, Little League season is here. and oh, Here we go. No, very quickly. I have been a, I have played Little League. I've been a coach in Little League. I've been very involved over the years. Um, and I think it's a wonderful thing for children to play. I think organized sports is a good thing. A lot of the parents are bad for it, but, you know, for the kids, <laughs> yeah. it should be fun. And uh, I will tell you that I think if you're going to cheer your child, cheer all the other children really loud. Because not every child has parents that feel the need to be there. And I don't think parents should, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't think, but that's just me. I go and I, I having coached, it's like, I, I don't want mom. I don't want grandma and grandpa, mom and dad out there while I'm practicing my team. Yeah. Because you can hear their comments. Right. And yeah. if one child is getting comments from the coach and other coaches and then parents, it's like, man, let your kid play ball. Just let them go yeah. play. Yeah. But I will tell you, if you're going to cheer for your child, don't talk to them when the coach is talking to them out on the make notes. Okay. If you want to talk to them on the way home, make notes and talk to them on the way home. Yeah. But if you're championing your child's cause, champion all the others as well. That's all. Don't leave them out. Get to know the other kids because you know what? There might be a kid on that team that really needs help, mm. but you don't know because you're only focused on your child and which is fine. Focus on your kid. But remember, they're all kid. They're eight, nine years old, man. They cry when they get a boo-boo. Mm-hmm. They don't like to lose. I mean, just, just chill. It's yeah. not a big deal. It's, it's just not worth all the upset that goes into it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.